0: we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 8, titled, Mutually Assured Destruction. Okay, so, this is a particularly fascinating episode, uh, because the main storyline that we spend the most time on with this rogue hitman that Philip and Elizabeth have to take down This storyline operates in such a gray area, even by Americans' standards. It's like a gray area within a gray area, (laughs) almost. (laughs) And it really does show off the things that I find most fascinating about this show. Like, it's a very gray conflict dealt with in a truly ingenious manner like the whole idea of instead of having you have to kill these scientists uh we now have this plot line where the center in Moscow is basically saying ah uh, okay so <laughs> this is awkward uh We sent a hitman to kill these scientists, and, uh, we have since changed our minds, but we cannot get in contact with him to actually stop this, so, uh, could you do that? Could you do that for us? Also, we have no information on him. You're gonna have to figure that out on your own. K-bye. And and it kind of speaks to... How... Like, each faction of this Cold War... Has, like, two separate schools of thought. It's almost like a four-way Cold War. Where, like, both sides sort of have... One side that wants to do... War! Do the war! Blow them up! And... The other side's like, uh, no, 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 no. We can't go full-blown war because, uh, we got nukes now. And, uh, turns out when you create an otherworldly destructive force, it, uh, it's kind of too much for the human race to handle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, humanity's stupid. (laughs) Humanity's stupid for inventing nukes. What the hell? What the hell is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you, humans? Like, you made this technology that only exists to do destruction on a scale previously unimaginable. That basically says, and you've made enough of them where... If anyone fires any of them, all of them are going to get fired, and the human race will instantly be wiped out. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Who the hell thought that was going to be a good idea? That, That is objectively awful. That is an objectively bad idea. Uh, but we do have, like, these meditations on, like, look, if we start killing scientists, um, that's gonna go down a very, uh, very bad road to literally destroying the entire human race. Uh, and I, I love this scene towards the very end where Amador is, like, okay, well, uh, after that whole bombing, okay, uh, what are we waiting for? Like, we have, we got tanks, we got guns, like... Why are we still sitting here? And Gad has like the great line of like. I don't think anyone wants to use those. (laughs) It's like. Yeah we have them. As a last resort. But no one wants to get into this conflict. Because if we do. It's going to escalate and escalate and escalate. To the point where we start whipping out nuclear arsenals and when that happens we're screwed (laughs) when that happens uh we are absolutely obliterated uh watching philip and elizabeth try to like just stop this hitman from doing the thing he was sent out to do by those same people that sent them like it's a really really uh phenomenal dynamic that's handled very well uh, I especially love the hotel scene. Uh, the hotel room scene. Where Philip and Elizabeth are in this standoff with the dude. And he's like, oh, I have a charge. So if you uh, if you shoot me. Uh, if, if you try to shoot me. I'm going to hit this. So uh, go away now. Put your guns down. And they just shoot at him anyway. And then there's this really awesome moment. Where while he's fumbling with the controls. Uh, they're like playing hot potato with the charge, and then throw it into the bathroom, the enclosed bathroom, as he's hitting it, and he just ends up blowing himself up. And you go into the room, and you see this, like, bloody mess taking up the entire damn bathroom. Like, oh, it's brutal. It's so freaking brutal. And... Then, of course, it's revealed that they did not stop him in time uh, because before he, like, put a little little bomb in the walkie, turned uh, the FBI agent's walkie into a bomb. And uh, the second he went into this scientist's safe house, uh, it got blowed up. It, It got blowed up, and it's just such a crushing moment when, like, everyone realizes what has just happened. Uh, The FBI hears that the scientists died, that a few of their own died, uh, and you can feel the anger and sadness over this loss. Uh, Philip and Elizabeth find out, and you can feel, like, the weight of that failure on them. Uh, It's such a great plot line that they handle so, so perfectly. Uh, We also uh, have uh, Elizabeth finding out From Claudia. That Philip actually did the sex with Arena, And uh, this sort of leads to a domino effect of like, yeah, we can't actually be in love. We can't actually try to do that. Uh, Also, uh, you suck. Also, Philip eventually saying... Hey, let's get separated. Honestly, since things have changed so much, I don't think the center would care. So now, because of this domino effect and these hurtful words exchanged, because Philip had sex with Arena, like, separated. Now they are, like, having a separation. Which, my God. They were just starting to fall in love for reals. And now they're like not even fake married. Claudia, damn you. Why can't you just let Philip and Elizabeth be happy? You suck. You're the worst. Claudia is the worst. I hate her. Damn you, character actress Margot Martindale. Damn you. <laughs> uh, we also have, uh, some stuff with, uh, Martha and Clark going on. Uh, Martha and Clark are doing the sex. They are one of several groups of people doing the sex in this episode. And I love watching Philip as Clark sort of slowly work Martha into... Getting intel from Gad to help Philip in his hunt for this hitman. Like, to the point of, like, almost making it Martha's idea. Like, oh, I didn't say it, you did. (laughs) Like, it's such genius, and it's written in such a clever way. Uh, But this is a huge step forward uh, for the Martha Clark subplot, that now they're actually, like, going as far as to do the sex, and now Martha is gathering intel from Gad and giving it to her secret lover. Like, it's... it's so good. Like, it's so good. Like, it's such a big payoff to this slow burn, simmering in the background subplot, And then while all this is happening, uh, Amador becomes a bit of a creep. So Amador has this little exchange with Martha, trying to win her back. That fails. And when that doesn't work, he resorts to literally stalking her and following her home. Because, of course. Because why the hell not. Creep! Creep! Sidwell from, a, Sidwell from the Marvel movies is a creep. He is the creepiest creep. And, uh, yeah. That's a thing we'll be talking about in future episodes. For sure. Oh, and then we also get some Stan and Nina stuff. Uh, Stan gets an apartment for him and Nina, Gad gives that to him, so that they can meet in a much more secure location. Uh, Nina and Stan do more of the sex. You get them, you get some nice moments of them doing the sex. By the way, I'm only gonna refer to it as doing the sex. (laughs) Only because I know it's stupid, and I know that me saying it like that will make certain listeners uncomfortable. (laughs) It's funny to me to call it doing the sex. So I'm just gonna refer to it as that. Uh, And also, Nina gets a bit of a promotion. Nina gets a promotion uh, from Arcady. And she's going to have access to some pretty important information, including uh, Director Ness stuffs. So that's a thing. That's a thing that I'm sure we'll be getting a lot from as the episodes go on. Oh, and also I freaking love that scene. Technical difficulties. Sorry about that. This happens every time I have, like, a really busy recording day, like today, where it's just like, I've done so much that at the end of the day, my mic just decides, hey, screw you, and then just goes nuts, and goes absolutely haywire, uh, and I have to rejigger some stuff. But anyway, uh, I love the scene. Where Nina sort of talks about, like, oh, what did you do before? FBI, you kind of think like cops. You don't think like spies. Here's what you're doing. Here's what spies do. Like, it's really cool. It's a really cool, very clever moment. Uh, This is a real good episode. This is a real, real good episode... That deals with so much gray, <laughs> otherworldly levels of gray, even by American standards. Uh, and I love it. I-, I really, really, really love it. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever Podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push a button on the anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 9. Talk to you then.